Hey Bubblies, I'm Jen, and I'd like to invite you to my bubble. My streaming bubble, that is. And it's the podcast where I talk about the shows that I love with the people I tolerate. Every week, I tolerate a friend so we can obsess over our favorite streamable contributions to pop culture entertainment. So join us every Sunday on a podcast player near you and keep streaming. Bye. What's up, Rewatchers? It's Dustin here to let you know that this show may feature strong or inappropriate language, so please be mindful of who around you can hear it. After the show, please be sure to leave us a rating and review on Apple, Spotify, Good Pods, or wherever you listen. The feedback helps us out a lot. Also, we assume that you've at least watched the show or the episode we will be discussing. If not, just be warned that there are spoilers ahead. But really, it's your fault because these shows have been out for a while. <laughs> Enjoy. How are you feeling? Emma, you can tell my voice is still kind of deep. Yeah, you've got that deep voice. Yeah, all nasal and throaty, you know what I mean, at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. That's it sick. happens. Yeah. I hate being sick. <laughs> hate it, hate it, hate it, hate it, hate it. Yeah, it's not fun. I don't think. I love how people say that, and you're like, "Yeah, like every, somebody loves it." Love <laughs> I being love sick. it. I love it so I love much. Ben <laughs> sec is my gem. Welcome back to the Rewatch Recap with me, Dustin, and Kay from Fuck My Work Life. Hi. I just want, hey. <laughs> uh, I want to make sure, to, before we begin, I want to make sure to tell you guys to please rate, review on uh, your podcast hosts or, you know, wherever you listen, like on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Good Pods, wherever. Uh, we do appreciate it. And you can also now leave us a voicemail at 901-602-3061. And let us know thoughts on this on the show or any particular episode or, you know, maybe we can I can play it back on an upcoming episode. We'll see. And I, I think it'll be really fun. So I'll leave us a message. I got a voicemail now. So, yay. Yay. Can I can I also add to go watch your TikTok for our fun parody videos? <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Don't, to, totally. Yes. TikTok at oh Dustin God. underscore Holden or on the Instagram. We're reposted. I reposted on the Instagram as well. So. If you don't have TikTok, but uh, yeah, it's fun. <laughs> They're fun to make. <laughs> we are ridiculous. <laughs> I love it. You do such a good job with them. <laughs> oh, thank you. I, I appreciate that. I want to get. I want to get better about it. I'm going to see if I can think of some stuff ahead of time. We'll see. But they'll be <laughs> basically each TikTok parody video will be released for each episode. That's what we're going for. So. Maybe something will get skipped. We'll see. Or maybe it'll just be me or just Kay in an episode or a little parody. But at some point, we're going to we'll figure it out. Yeah. But if you have ideas of upcoming episodes, be sure to let us know. Yeah. Make us do weird stuff. <laughs> Not too weird. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. But how are you, Kay? How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm actually preparing to go on vacation this week. I'm a little nervous. I haven't flown since before the pandemic. Uh, but by the time this is out, <laughs> we'll all be over with. 
Let so. me just say, wear the mask on the plane. Oh, I plan on it. And I'm going to. No matter if, like, because I went and no one was wearing masks. And yeah. my mom felt pressure to not wear one just because no one else was. Yeah. I'm like, mom, you kind of just let it go and let people think what they think about you. Just, you know, they don't want to marry one. That's fine. That's their problem. Yeah. We both ended up getting sick. Yeah. I'm going to so, wear my mask and I'm I'm bringing my wipes to wipe down everything in my seat. I'm going to be that person. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> good, good, good. Good on you. So, yeah, just make sure um, they do. I know they do sanitize each plane, like with that that sanitizer thing that goes through. Do so, they? I mean, as far as like they supposedly they do. We'll see. <laughs> but you know, I, I get it. Yeah, I mean, even hand sanitizer wiped down on something will work. You know. Yeah. So might as well. Anyway, we're in this whole episode, episode seventeen of my so called life, called betrayal. And have you ever been betrayed by anyone? Oh hey? yeah, yeah, yeah. Not quite as close of a friend as Rianne and um, Angela were, but I had a friend who hooked up with my actual boyfriend at the time. <gasps> so it's a double betrayal from two different people. Yeah, and it was horrible and awful, and it feels like shit. And it got around fast, too, didn't it? Oh, yeah. And he yeah. lied about it, and it was just, you know, it's a good, good, you know, relationship lessons when you're young. It's okay, everybody. We all go through it. It's yeah, okay. you know. You go, you know, you come out stronger. Come Therapy out stronger. helps. <laughs> yeah, I've been betrayed by someone who decided to pass my ideas off as their own right Ooh, in front of me. That's not good. And then also uh, been talked about behind my back um, by co-stars of shows I was in. One of them told me because she wasn't paying attention. She was the lead and I was the the co-lead, I guess, or just, just under her kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Cause I was her love interest. Mm -hmm. And, um, she wasn't paying attention when the director was giving us directions. Like she was talking to us and she was just over here talking, talking, talking. Mm -hmm. And I said, Hey, she's trying to tell us something. She just <laughs> gets mad and then goes and tells everybody that I was telling her what to do. Like I was directing her. Oh, geez. I'm Get like, over yourself. <laughs> not, I was directing you to listen to the fucking director. Yeah. But yeah. Sorry, I get mad about that. <laughs> <laughs> still still hurts a little. <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. Still get some get some last nerve thinking about it. So yeah. All right. Yeah. So yeah. This week we're talking about some major teenage betrayal. Mm -hmm. And I was still a teenager at that point too, so I kinda get that. So this is the end all betrayal for a teen though. Like yeah. this is pretty like you've already had it happen to you, so you know yeah. the feeling. I mean it's not a even damn a not even a teen. I feel like that's a pretty big betrayal on any level. Well, yeah, <laughs> but I mean, age. like you know, yeah, you're the first you can't really, time. Like, screw somebody over for their job and right, you know, that right. kind of stuff. Yeah, so yeah, <laughs> yet, <laughs> yet, yeah. Opportunities there, but you don't do it yet. Yeah. So yeah, so I think whew, I want to go ahead and get into this. So it's my so-called life episode seventeen, betrayal. Go now, go. We start off with Angela lying in bed thinking, I love Jordan Catalano so much and talked about him so much and thought about him so much. It was like he lived inside me, like he had taken possession of my soul or something. And then one day, I got over him. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I love this first shot, too, where it was kind of sideways. And then once the reveal that she's over him, it, you know pops into the the fun dance scene <laughs> yeah it's like the funniest 
well, not the funniest, just the funnest I'm over him scenes, I guess, mm-hmm. you know, where you're jamming out in your room to a song. Everybody's done this, you know, oh, and yeah. you just feel good and free and happy and care in the world. And she's listening to uh, Blister in the Sun by Violent Femmes. Which this started, free. this started my love for Violent Femmes, this episode. <laughs> it was the first time yes. I heard them and I was like, I love this song. <laughs> I know. It's a great feeling. I will say that... Um, Speaking of that, I did another school dance like later on. I think I mm-hmm. talked about this when we talked about the dance episode, but the DJ played this song, which actually isn't really an appropriate song <laughs> to be playing at a school because it's about masturbation. Yeah. But um, if I'm remembering that correctly. So I, I did the whole like I, I like Angela did. She, you know, she kind of gets quieter and quieter. And I went lower and lower, kind of like mm-hmm. a little softer now, a little bit softer, yeah. that kind of thing. <laughs> but it was like, when I woke up, so you get really low and lower and lower and then he goes let me go on i jumped up like yeah Mm -hmm. and then i had started like people were getting around me and i didn't really notice because i wasn't really paying it again i don't pay attention i just do it and then i all of a sudden i looked around as we were all down and i went oh my god everybody around me is down at this dance doing this (laughs) dance with me and then we all jumped up let me go on it was so much fun I actually had that experience uh, last year at my friend's 40th birthday party when that song came on and everyone, everyone like had the same kind of thing where you just, I don't know why when it gets low, you just kind of want to like, you just want to hunch down a little bit. (laughs) It's such a Because, you know, the whole, you know, a little bit louder now, Yeah, that that whole thing, it's the same, you know, Mm -hmm. you just kind of get, it's fun. It's fun. I don't know why that's so fun. Just getting everybody in sync together to do something. It's always, but it's always fun when you see people do stuff, you know? Flash mobs and choirs and all mm-hmm. that. Good stuff. I love that stuff. I love group participation. Me too. When everybody's in sync with each other. So this is what Angela does in celebration of being over Jordan. And then it cuts to breakfast downstairs and Angela's smiling and she's thinking, it was like Jordan Catalano had been surgically removed from my heart <laughs> and I was free. Mm-hmm. And her of parents course. are looking at her in the background like, why is she so happy? Exactly. They're just bewildered. Like, what the? I don't understand. And then we focus on that because it's like such a typical reaction that they have with her now. Yeah. Like constantly like, what is wrong with her? Like, <laughs> yeah. She on drugs. Yeah. 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 Just say no, Ange. So we cut to auditions for the school play, Our Town, mm-hmm. which apparently is one of the most popular plays to perform in a school. And I've never seen it, still never seen it. It wasn't popular in any area around me or at my school or anything. Yeah. Was it around you at all? Did you ever go to see it? Yeah, my high school did it the year before. I was in junior high, so the year before I went into high school, they did it. And I went and saw it, and it was it's so good. It's such a good play. It's sad. I guess that's why. I guess it's like <laughs> – it's on par with like Death of a Salesman, like yeah. as far as like famous plays to do in school, you know? Yeah. I don't know why I just thought about that. Did you ever see that Buffy episode when they, they're having the dreams and uh, um, Riley <laughs> goes, I'm here for a man, a salesman. <laughs> and at one point, Buffy's like, with men and their sales. <laughs> I love that episode. Oh, that's so great. Oh, I love it so much. Anyway, so yeah, they're doing these auditions for this play. And the first up is Absinia Churchill, who we met a few episodes back, Mm -hmm. the girl that helped uh, Angela with geometry in the Boiler Room episode. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so Angela, Ricky, and Ricky, excuse me, Angela, Rayanne, and Ricky, Ricky and Ricky, Dickie and Dawn, and (laughs) 
there's a show. I don't know. It's Nickelodeon. Nicky, Ricky, Dicky, and Dawn. I think that's the name of it. Oh, wow. Never seen it. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So those three, they're watching the audition. Apparently, they've talked about Rayanne auditioning. And she's like, oh, my God. I'm, and this girl, Obsidian, is so good. And she's getting psyched out. Mm-hmm. And she plans to, like, flee. And she, she says, our town. What is that? It's a town. It's ours. End of story. <laughs> Ricky tells her it's just stage fright, and she calls him, you know, Mr. Drama and says, uh, like, he doesn't know everything just because he's crashing at the teachers. I'm like, oh, so I'm glad that he's told them. Yeah. But I'm also kind of scared for Mr. Kotemsky because if it comes out that he's gay, it might, uh. That'd be real bad. But I think Ricky understands what's at stake, so I don't think he's going to tell them that he's gay. He's just saying that he's staying there. Right. So his friends know, at least. That's a good thing. Angela tells Ricky that they, when they rehearsed at her house last night, Rayanne like became the character of Emily. To which Rayanne corrects her and says, "I became you." Emily's supposed to be sweet and innocent. She says she just imitated Angela, and Angela's like, "Well, I wouldn't be so innocent if um, you had seen the erotic dream I had about Corey Helfrich last night." <laughs> and then, like, poor Ricky hears her about talking about the, having this dream. He's like, "Join the club." I know. She's always going after the the dudes Ricky's crushing on. That's up. I know. So, yeah, Angela says this is proof that she is so over Jordan, to which Rayanne says that they've heard that before. Mm -hmm. Okay, here's a tip, kids. If you keep bringing them up, you're not over them. Nope. And Even if you're telling people I'm over them, you're not. Dreams don't mean anything real. (laughs) They really don't. I mean, you might have a fleeting attraction to somebody, but it doesn't mean, like, you need to be with them, right? Mm Mm-hmm. She starts to go on and on about how they weren't meant for each other and blah, blah, blah. Meanwhile, Rayanne is studying Angela's stance and her facial expressions. And she's like imitating her as <laughs> Angela's talking because she doesn't notice. She's totally oblivious. Uh, I love it. I love watching Rayanne sometimes. So, yeah, she's up next and Rayanne's really nervous. Angela tells her, think of it this way. Acting is like lying. And who's a better liar than you? <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Ouch. Ouchie. Rayanne points out that when something matters to Angela, she does this hair flick thing and her eyes get all wide and she stands all pouty. And Angela tells her to shut up and quit studying her and get out to audition. <laughs> so, yeah, Katimsky calls her name and Rayanne goes out. She drops her bag and goes into Angela mode. <laughs> That's what it looks like. She just kind of yeah. does a whole look. Mm-hmm. So we she's cut a, to this black, She's a good Angela. <laughs> she is a good Angela. Wasn't she originally supposed to play Angela? Or s- she probably auditioned for it. I'm sure. Yeah. Or maybe it was the other way around. Maybe it was Claire Danes was supposed to be Rayanne. I don't know. I know there was some mm. like weird switch. I don't know. So yeah, we we go into a black and white mode as Brian videos the crew working on the yearbook. And Sharon's instructing Delia Fisher to make sure Principal Foster's name is bigger than the vice principal or he'll have a total cow. I have a cow, man. I know. I also love this What's other that? creepy level of Brian Krakow now. Now he's got a camcorder. I know. You're like, no, we don't need that. That's too much. You already had a camera and yeah. looking at people through windows and that was enough. Yeah. So, yeah. They move on and look at more photos with Brian following around them with the camera. Delia gives him this like death stare down, like eat shit. Yeah. And she's hey, not she having does. any she's, of it. 
She goes, I didn't want to be around you, asshole. Don't blame her, though. No. As you know, he's trying to talk to Sharon about the year-end video he's making, she tells him just to keep it simple. Meanwhile, he like, likes the camera like zero in on her boobs in a very obvious way because he's looking too. Right. It's very obvious. Like she just, you know, she keeps talking. I'm like, I would have like smacked his face. I'm like, look here. My eyes right here. Yeah. No. Nope. She's just like, okay, maybe I'm I'm accepting these. What did they call them <laughs> in that episode? I forget. When she won Our the Global best, Endowment. Best bosom or whatever her award was. Yeah. Best bosom. <laughs> <laughs> like what teenagers like, oh, I love her bosom. What a what a delightful bosom she has. She has such a big bosom. <laughs> <laughs> such a weird word. It really is. It's like, ooh. Yeah. So <laughs> she says to just video where people are hanging out. Which, of course, she has. he has no idea where people hang out. I'm like, crack out. Oh, man. Poor guy. Poor guy. Jinx. <laughs> <laughs> now it's post-audition, and in the hallway, Rayanne tells Angela that her pal, Absidia, probably got the part. Angela tells her that, she, you know, you did a great job. And, and Rayanne regrets not crying like Angela. She goes, I wish I didn't. She starts to do an impression, especially focusing on like mm -hmm. Angela's mouth collapsing. Mm -hmm. And I can't like, you can't forget that chin quiver. Can't yeah. do it. You got to put that in there. That's part of her. Ricky walks up and goes, why are you crying like Angela? <laughs> <laughs> of course, Angela's like, shut up. I don't cry like that. Yeah, you do. <laughs> yes, yeah, you, you do. do. Rayanne sees Corey and says to Angela, watch out, it's Corey Helfrich. Angela does not believe her. Yeah. She just doesn't believe her. She goes, yeah, right. And then she starts going into, the, into this dream that she had where Corey was only wearing a towel made of saltine crackers that kept crumbling. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Of course, Corey walks up, completely oblivious to the conversation. He immediately goes to Rayanne and compliments her crying for her audition. Angela says, oh, you're in the drama club. And Ricky jumps in. Yeah, he paints scenery. I mean, probably. <laughs> he oh, always Rick. knows where everyone is. Oh, Mr. Vasquez. Hmm. Like, I don't even think Corey is this oblivious. He can't be that oblivious to Ricky's crush. I don't know. He seems pretty dumb. <laughs> It seems I think he's just an like, optimistic person and just well. like, but you can't be that dumb. Anyway, so Rayanne says, so Corey, forget painting. When you eat soup, what sort of crackers do you have with it? She's such a bitch. <laughs> so Angela's like trying to cover her mouth and like yeah. smother her and let's like friendly hug and push her away. I know, which wasn't obvious at all. Just, okay, no. I'm just going to embrace you right now in this awkward situation. <laughs> Rayanne walks off with Ricky and they're laughing as Corey and Angela stay behind. Of course, who should meet Angela's eyes in the hall but Jordan? Mm -hmm. Oh, Jordan. He does his classic Jordan lean as he notices her and it's obvious that he wants her to come over to him. Mm -hmm. Instead, Angela follows Corey to his locker and joyfully asks about the scenery he's making for our town. He starts to tell her and she has locked like eyes with Jordan like several times and she overly mm -hmm. smiles and glancing over just to make sure he's noticing. Yeah. And of course he is mm -hmm. and it's totally working and totally getting him jealous. And I mean, she, which goes to prove my point. She is not over him at all. No. 
and not at all. And he's into her. Yeah, he's really into her now. Of course, because really now she's showing me. interest in someone else. Yeah. Typical. Typical boy. Stupid boys. <laughs> her inner monologue, of course, tries to convince herself that she really wants to pay attention to Corey and not just make Jordan jealous, but we all know the truth, Angela. Mm-hmm. We all know. So it ends up, um, she tells Corey she'd like to help him with the set for the play. And he's surprised that she's interested. As Jordan walks by, she over enthusiastically says, Yeah, definitely. I'd love to. Definitely. <laughs> and Corey's like, Definitely. What? She was like, You know, love to help. Mm-hmm. He's like, What is happening? We're not having the same conversation. <laughs> I know. Like, you're really enthusiastic. Like, what's wrong with you? Take, take something for that. But I mean, it works, though, because that's all she he hears is her saying yes to another boy. Mm-hmm. That night at the Chase house, Graham and Patty are making dinner when the phone rings. He says if it's Hallie, he doesn't want to talk to her because he hasn't looked over her prospectus, which I don't even know what the hell that is. Do you know what a prospectus is? I have no idea. I guess the prospects. Yeah. <laughs> and but it's who- a binding of them. So it's a prospectus. Yeah. Probably just, uh, I don't know restauranty things or you know do businessy things do businessy I, uh, I, uh, I, so maybe maybe something for investors to look at i don't know i love how you say invest you really invest in investment investors <laughs> but yeah he hasn't looked over them yet and i'm like is that the really reason is that the only reason you haven't looked over him graham because like, I'm pretty sure she wants your bod. Yeah. Your dad bod. Oh, know? yeah. She is into that dad bod. Mm-hmm. Patty motions that she can't answer, but she, she's she got stuff on her hands. He answers, but thankfully, it's just Camille. Mm-hmm. She just wants some clothing donations for a drive she's doing at her church. And Graham says he has two or three things he could donate. But Patty points out that he has tons of clothes he never wears. And he says it's not like he never will. Patty says, oh, I forgot the one with the oldest clothes when they die wins, <laughs> which is so true. Like, why are we so attached to our clothes that we used to wear? I mean, I we keep them around and it's, you know, I don't want to be a clothing hoarder. And I mean, I know we think, oh, the, the style will come back around and all that. Like, yeah, but that'll be for the kids. And then dressing like that, it would look like you're trying to be too hip for the kids, you know? Yeah. But it's kind of ridiculous. My my mom has like three outfits that she keeps wearing over and over, right? And then she's got hundreds of options in her closet <laughs> that she never wears, but she she won't get rid of because someday mm-hmm. she's gonna wear them. Well, like, inevitably too, because I go through periods where I will hold on to the stuff forever and ever and ever, and then I'll just hit a moment where like I have to purge the shit, and I'll go through and I'll donate a bunch of stuff, and it never. Fucking fails within the next week. It's like, oh, I've got the perfect thing to wear to this thing. And it's something I just freaking donated. Because you recently saw it. That's the reason why it's on your mind. Otherwise, you wouldn't have thought you had anything. Yeah. That's got to be it. Maybe. That's got to be it. You just had it recently on your mind because you were looking at it before you donated it. And then. Yeah. Or the universe just hates me. No, it's like, (laughs) I'm going to mess with you. It does it to everybody. Yeah. I do keep some things, but like a shirt or two or something, but I don't keep them in my closet. I have like a bin yeah. that I have like old costumes mm-hmm. and like Halloween costumes or stuff for plays I've been in that I, I had to get my own stuff together. There's wigs and different, you know, stuff. 
Yeah. I have some like shirts and stuff that I'll keep. I'm like, this will be good in a costume. This is kind of a certain look, you know? Yeah. So I'll do that. I have a band where, especially with t-shirts, because I buy a lot of t-shirts, but I don't wear t-shirts very often. Mm-hmm. And they're usually like sentimental things. So after a while, I was like, okay, I'm never going to wear this t-shirt. I have a bin where someday I plan on making a t-shirt quilt. So like I'll cut out the the actual design on the t-shirt and then I've got those all in a bin someday. <laughs> One day I'll make a quilt. I have plenty of t-shirts I could do that with, but <laughs> I don't know if I can't, like a quilt is like, it takes a while to make. Yeah, that's why like, I haven't started it. <laughs> maybe one day I'll do it. I don't know. Anyway, so the phone rings again and Graham motions for Patty to answer. And she says, only if I get free reign over your closet. And he reluctantly agrees. This time it is Hallie. And she says, yes, he is here, but he's in the shower. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ooh, sneaky, sneaky Patty. This is a cute little Graham and Patty moment. I feel like they were really like vibing here with each other. Yeah. Like, oh, finally. Like they're both in the same conversation with each other. They're having this cute little playful moment. I liked right. it. It does. Yeah. That's a good thing to point out too. That's because what's coming. Mm-hmm. So now we're at the a billiard bar um, with Brian, who is still videoing where everyone hangs out. Which He's why, getting are, why are high school kids hanging out in a billiard bar? Openly. Yeah. Like, it's obvious that Brian is, yeah. you know, it must be, I don't know. That's this just is so weird. weird. Yeah. And allowing this guy to walk around with a video camera. Mm-hmm. And he gets, like, really into this dude's face, this rough-looking dude, who's kind of, like, the cheesy-looking rough-looking dude, you know yeah. what I'm talking about? Got his like, sunglasses like, on, and he's just like, I'm going to kill you. I got a goatee, you know, yeah. and... Like what? A soul patch or whatever the hell he had. Yeah. But he looks like, yeah, but he looks like one of those ones like a sitcom, like Say by the Bell or like if you the bad kid, you know? Mm-hmm. That's what he just looked too, I don't know, cartoonish. He also looked like he was about 35 years old. Yeah, exactly. And he gets like, Brian gets right up in his face. With I'm like, it's not Europe, Brian. Get out right. of this man's face. <laughs> he will pound you into oblivion, Brian. <laughs> So, yeah, he spots Rayan and Ricky and goes over to them. She's like, get out of my face, crack owl. And Ricky tries to tell Brian that, you know, she's just upset because she auditioned for Our Town today. And she jumps in. She was like, Our Town, stupid Our Town. Dead people come back and visit. Like, that's really going to happen. <laughs> that's why it's fiction. Mm-hmm. And Brian gets right back in the guy's face again. <laughs> I'm like, dude, he's going to snatch that camera out of your hands. Mm-hmm. But he quickly moves around the bar and we see Jordan trying to covertly drink a beer while, you know, flirting with some girl. I'm like, why are you, why are you drowning your, your your sorrows there, J-Dog? What's going on? Mm-hmm. What you upset about, buddy? Woe is me. I also like how he is not being very good at hiding his beer. He's like, yeah, I'm just sticking my hand inside the jacket. It just looks so awkward. <laughs> And like, and he shrinks down, kind yeah. of. You, you, like, I'm like, you're still standing upright. Like, sit down at least. You really want to draw attention. Yeah. Standing there. You also look like you're 30 years old. Probably no one's gonna stop you from drinking. That's true, because he was let back more than <laughs> twice, apparently. Yeah. So <laughs> he's gonna be close to 20 then, right? In theory, in this show. Well, they're supposed to be sophomores, so he would be 18 if he was let back twice. Oh, is he the same? He's in the same grade as her. Yeah, I'm assuming because they're in the same classes and stuff. Oh, true. Okay. 
So I'm thinking he should be a senior or have okay. graduated the year before. Okay. So maybe 17, 18. Okay. Yeah. That's what my opinion. But in real life, he was 20 or 22. Yeah. I think. Yeah. That's another story. Mm-hmm. So Ricky says he's not going to hang around just to see Rayanne get plastered again. And she claims she has been so good and he knows it as she takes a swig from her flask. Ricky makes a swift exit right after that. And I'm glad that he's like not tolerating this crap anymore and telling her so. Like Mm -hmm. I'm not, I don't want to be around here with this. Like, cause he wasn't doing that before. No, he was kind of babysitting her. Yeah. Right. He, she just doesn't care, you know? Mm Mm-mm. And she needs to have some major help. Like she needs to go to rehab or something. Yeah. She makes her way next to Jordan who asks if, you know, hey, can I try what's in your flask? And she's like, only if you have another beer. I'm like, this is not going to a good place, y'all. No. No, no, no. Meanwhile, Brian is focused in on them from across the room. I'm like, oh, don't, Brian. And and especially with them drinking, you can't put that in that yearbook thing. Yeah. You can't do it. It's also just creepy that he's following them around like in a few minutes, what we'll get into. It's just like, dude, <laughs> I don't know. It's just weird, right? Yeah, it is. It is because they end up going outside together mm-hmm. and they're leaning against Jordan's car, drinking some more. And they're both drunk as hell. They even say so. He, you know, Jordan asks who she's there with. And she's like, she picks up that he's asking if Angela's there, which she isn't. Mm-hmm. And Rayanne goes into this whole our town thing saying she thinks she blew her audition and that she couldn't be Ang- Emily because Angela could be Emily because she's so sweet and innocent. And she looks like she doesn't know that she's innocent. You can tell that this is really making Jordan miss Angela more in this drunken state. Mm-hmm. He asks if Angela is into Corey and Rayanne says it's hard to say in her coy way. And Jordan then says... Sometimes he really thinks he knows Angela, but other times it's like they're total strangers. She tells him it's, you know, Rand says it's cool. And he looks over at her and there's a moment between them. And then he pushes her hair back and cups her face and she leans into it and then they kiss. Yeah. And my teenage and adult self mm-hmm. have joined together to scream, no, don't do it. No, no. I have it in my it- notes. No explanation point. No, don't do it. Uh, um, you know, like I still felt the same way watching it. Like, no, I was hoping this would turn around. <laughs> Wouldn't it be weird if one day we stepped into an altered dimension and we just started watching? We're like, ah, and it doesn't happen. Like, wait. Uh, just... They need to find happened? a way to do that with movies. Just randomly movies that like, and then just change them. And just totally fuck with people's minds. Like, wait. <laughs> And then they go back to rewatch it. It's the old way. You're like, mm-hmm. randomly like that. Do it on a streaming service. Like, do it for like an hour. Yeah. So it gets, comes up and they take it down and put the old one back in. That'd be a great oh, be so social much, experiment. They really would. That'd be, <laughs> you know, global. Ugh. Mm-hmm. That's creepy. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, they dissolve <sighs> into full out make out mode for a second. And then she pulls away to take another swig of beer. And you can tell she's thinking it over as Jordan opens his car door mm-hmm. and she slowly gets in the back seat and dot, dot, dot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Meanwhile, Brian is filming the entire time. Which, that's just. Why did you, cringe. why did he feel the need? He Why did he feel the need to follow them? 
Well, I'm sure he probably, one, was hoping something bad would happen. You know, so he could kind of have proof of whatever. And maybe in his weird little brain think, oh, you know, maybe if I tell Angela something weird happened, she'll finally love me. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. But I think he's just also a, a, is voyeur the right word? Voyeuristic, yeah. Voyeuristic. He just, you know. He always watches from the sidelines. It's like a little story to him. And he's like, well, these people are in Angela's life. I want to see what they're doing. Because that's all he cares about, really. And Sharon's boobs. And Sharon's boobs, yes. (laughs) (sighs) So after a commercial break, Brian walks down the hall at school with an ominous look on his face. Angela catches his eyes, like looks at him and sees him. And he glances over at her, but she brushes it off. Like she sees there's something up. Mm -hmm. And then she sees Rayanne and yells out her name. But Rayanne ignores her and turns a corner. Yeah. And that's when Angela thinks, when you call someone's name like kind of loud and they don't hear you, it makes you feel really lonely. Yeah. That is totally true because they do hear you. Yeah. And the fact that they're ignoring you, it makes you feel lonely. Like, wow. Like, what did I do? Like, you're just actively, I'm not here. Just that immediate like pit in your stomach. What? What's going on? What's happening? Yeah. Ugh. hate that feeling. She then bumps into Corey, literally, as she looks after Rayanne, and Ricky walks up as Corey is telling Angela they could use some more people to help out paint the oak tree for our town after school. Ricky takes this as an open invite and says, it sounds like fun. Yeah. And Corey walks off, and Ricky is giddy, because it's obvious he thinks that this will get him closer to Corey. Yeah. Oh, Ricky, come on, man. But, you know, there's the hope. Meanwhile, Corey passes by Jordan's locker with Jordan actively avoiding making eye contact with him. Mm-hmm. And you know, that's Rayanne walks up at, across the hall to look at the casting list for Our Town, which hasn't been announced yet. Jordan walks over to her and asks when she'll find out about the part. And she says soon. Then she says her head is pounding. And, you know, I was really she, I was really out of it last night. And he agrees. Mm-hmm. Then the bell rings and they say, well, uh, see ya. And before they walk off, both realizing they were walking in the opposite directions, which they were yeah. intending to go. So they turn around and go right past each other. Do you think they this were is- really all that out of it? Or do you think they were just like, oh, I was so out of it. I don't remember what happened last night. Oh, they no, that's yeah, they weren't. Out of it. Yeah. I mean, they were out of it as far as like they inhibitions. Not right. There, but they, yeah, they but- remembered what they did. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, we can't blame ourselves for something we don't remember or we don't, we we couldn't have control of ourselves or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. But it's like a variation of the walk of shame in a way, except to each other. Mm -hmm. At home, Patty and Camille are gathering clothes for the clothing drive when Hallie Lowenthal shows up at the front door. Patty says she thought she and Graham were meeting at Hallie's office, but Hallie says she thought they were meeting there. So... Oh, well, oh, I'm such a ditz. Uh, huh, huh. And the whole talkative Hallie way she is. Mm-hmm. Introductions are made with Hallie and Camille. All, you know, all seems well for the most part. And they're talking about, oh, I had to leave notes for myself. And I do it too. I forget things all the time and blah, 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 blah. And that's when Graham calls. And she goes, yeah, Hallie's right here. Hold on. And she gets Hallie the phone. And Hallie is on the phone with Graham. And the way they're talking and Camille's watching 
and face her face just goes yeah. no, like it uh-huh. turns sour as hell. Uh huh. And Patty takes notice of Camille's face, like what's going on? So Hallie tells Graham that she'll be there in ten minutes and gets ready to leave, noticing one of the girls' baby clothes on the way out. She's like, "Oh, it breaks your heart, doesn't it? Oh, baby clothes, whatever." Mm-hmm. Patty tells her they should get together again with Hallie's fiance Brad. Hallie agrees and then leaves. And I'm like, oh, she didn't correct her. And yeah. Graham, why did not? Why did you not tell Patty? Uh huh. That Hallie and Brad broke up. That's that's a big red flag. Big time. Ooh, Graham. So Damn you, Graham. Ooh. So Patty closes the door and says to Camille, "She's sweet, isn't she?" No. But all Camille, all Camille can do is put on this fake smile and nod. And I'm like, this is her bestie from childhood. Like, don't you think Patty would notice this tight lip meaning something more, you know? Yeah. I'm sure Patty does, but she's probably actively trying to ignore it. I don't like, want uh, to face reality. I'm happy right here in my bliss and everything's mm-hmm. going great. Back at school, Sharon stops Brian to ask about the footage he got for the video. He's acting really shy about it, but says he got stuff on he got stuff on video and she asked for the tape, but he's reluctant. Delia's standing right next to Sharon listening, and he asks if she can leave. I know. Can I'm you just leave? Like, Fuck, dude. <laughs> can you leave? I need to talk to Sharon privately. Uh, and that's when we cut to the girls' bathroom, and Sharon is spilling the beans to Delia about what Rayanne did with Jordan. And, you know, can you believe it? I can't believe it. And Delia keeps trying. I know. Same thing happened at my school. And I. Uh, and then uh, she keeps trying to butt in, but Sharon's just talking nonstop. Yeah, does not let that girl say a word. It's <laughs> like, damn, Delia, you need some new friends. <laughs> I know, like you, you got with the wrong group, man. There's too much drama. Mm-hmm. Sharon is rambling on if she should tell Angela or not, letting Delia get a word, you know, here and there, a word. Sharon is worried, like. If I tell Angela, would it be like, see, I told you so about Rayanne Graff because she doesn't want it to come off that way. Mm-hmm. She keeps loudly rambling on about why Brian, why did Brian have to witness this? And why couldn't Rayanne have just d- done this horrible thing in private at the exact moment Angela comes into the bathroom? Of course. And my wide eyes are like, oh, no. Oh, shit. Now she's got to tell her. She just heard us like talking about it. Would you somewhat. tell? A, would you tell a friend if he found out that kind of information? I I have before. It sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it does. And uh, they don't like to believe you. Right. Which, oh, they it's do not awful. like to believe It's been a couple times. I've, yeah. So, yeah. In the hall, Brian stops Ricky. He can't get a full sentence on, and it's annoying. <laughs> Brian says he has to talk to someone, and Ricky's the only one left. And I'm like, well, that's inviting. Thanks for that, crack owl, you asshole. I know, but I love it when Ricky was like, hey, Brian, can you, like, pick a sentence and go with it? <laughs> because Brian can't, like, get a word out. <laughs> He's like, I just, uh, I mean, you and, I mean, I got to, um, like, yeah. Brian, pick a sentence. Thanks. <laughs> so now it's after school at the drama club. Angela walks up to Ricky, who's already painting. Corey hands her a brush and walks off. He says to Ricky, that's when she says to Ricky, excuse me, that you will not believe the number that Sharon Chersky just tried to pull on me. And Ricky is very cautious when he says, like what? 
Mm-hmm. And she says, like how she says Rayanne supposedly did it with Jordan, and then Brian Krakow has proof of it on video. And that's when she continues on that she thought Sharon was over this jealousy with her friendship with Rayanne. Meanwhile, Ricky has climbed the ladder and is listening while trying to paint. And Angela asks why Sharon would say something like that to her. And Ricky says, because it's true. Yeah. (sighs) Like he can't lie to her, right? No. But but I think he's also kind of almost glad that the veil of Rayanne has been broken with Angela finally. Like Ricky's known it forever because he's been putting up with her bullshit forever. But she's still kind of been on a pedestal somewhat to Angela and now now Angela is the victim of Rayanne's shit. And I don't think he's happy about it, but I think he he's kind of like now you kind of know, you know. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it fades to commercial and Angela's stunned face. And oh, we come back God. and Brian Krakow is shirtless on his bed with <laughs> headphones on. Listening Rockin to what out. sounds like heavy metal or something. Yeah. He says something about like, um, what did he say? Wild Bill something. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. And he's like kind of headbanging <laughs> on his bed, you know, a little bit. He's got good headbanging hair, so I'll give him that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I'm like, crack out. Who knew? Right? He doesn't hear his dad call it to him. that Angela Chase is there. Mm-hmm. She walks in and he is instantly embarrassed. She laughs as... She turns her back to him to put his shirt on. She's like, yeah, I mean, come on. It's funny. It is funny. He yells down to his parents. People should tell people when they have visitors. I'm like, they did. Like, and his mom, she says, Brian, you didn't finish your oatmeal. <laughs> That's all she cares about. Brian. <laughs> like, it's so, report- so important. Like, you didn't finish your oatmeal. I also think it's funny that they're like, Angela Chase is here, where they've grown up and lived across the street from each other their entire lives. They can't just say, Angela's here. <laughs> well, you hear, like, they, whenever they talk about anybody else, they always say their full name. Yeah, that's she true. She grew up with Sharon Chersky, but she just keeps talking about Sharon Chersky. Yeah, that's true. She doesn't call her Sharon to anybody else. She just calls her Sharon Chersky. That's true. That's so weird. I know. I know. Did we do that? Did we, did we say that? I don't remember doing that. No. I don't think I've ever done that. Unless, Unless it was were like making somebody fun with the of same something. name. Yeah. 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 Two Jennifers or two different Brian's in your group or right. something like that. So you had to clarify. Yeah. That's the only time I can think of. But so, yeah, she turns back around and says she needs that tape because she has a right to see it. And he says he has other things on that tape. And she says she doesn't care. And she says it's partly his fault anyway. I'm like, how? Why would she oh say God. that? It's not his fault. Like, I mean, it's his fault for getting it on tape. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he didn't make this happen. No. It was a she, shitty thing to say. So she's good at, she's good at saying shitty things to poor Brian. Yeah. She says underheaded shit all the time. Yeah. She finds the tape in his bag and starts to walk out. And he tells her, you know, you shouldn't see that. You don't really want to see what's on it. Because it'll just make you feel worse. Yeah. And he's right. Mm-hmm. You know. And I think she realizes that. She she just throws the tape back onto his bed and leaves. It's now the next day in gym class. All the girls are jumping the pummel horse with partners. Angela's in line and it keeps lining up with Rayanne as her partner. So she's actively avoiding eye contact with Rayanne. And it seems like they're both kind of trying to like avoid being each other's partner. Mm. Because they keep both moving in line, right? 
and then they end up being each other's partners somehow. I don't know how that happened, but I'm like, you guys might count. Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> what that many people in front of you. But the, the bell rings, the class is over, and they kind of go their separate ways. It's just this quick moment to show like the tension between them mm-hmm. growing. In the bathroom, Rayanne stops Sharon to congratulate her. She finally got Rayanne out of Angela's life. And, you know, Sharon says, you think I'm happy about this? Someone I love has been hurt. And Rayanne says, and you just couldn't wait to tell them the news. So Sharon says, it's what you do for a friend. You tell them the truth. And she tells Rayanne, she brought this on herself. And Rayanne retorts, and you're just so happy I did. But Sharon looks her in the eye and says sincerely, no, I'm not. Not at all. Because she was actually starting to like her. Yeah. And she didn't want her friend to be hurt, you know? Right. Angela did deserve to know, though. She did deserve to know. Yeah. It's just kind of a shitty thing to have to tell somebody. It's a total, yeah. It's that's a shit situation all around. Yep. Anyway, so at some restaurant later, Hallie walks in to meet Graham, who's waiting at the bar. She's got two boxes of Chinese takeout with her. And she said she'd never eat the food here. I'm like, that is a big time no-no. You're tacky as fuck. What's wrong with you? Oh, God. Yeah, she's just everything about her is fucking annoying. <laughs> you hate her so much. I, I hate see her the, so the way much. you talk about her. <laughs> everything about her is so fucking annoying. I think I just understand. I hate what she stands for, you know? Yeah. Back the fuck off. He's married. Anyway. He I, needs I, to I back agree. off. He needs to back off too, though, because he he's married. It. He knows he recognizes it, but he's like ignoring he, it because he likes the attention. You know, he loves it. Yeah. Anyway, so they they sit at a table and they start eating the Chinese food in this other restaurant. I'm like, who allows this? <laughs> they would have been kicked out so fast because it looks like a somewhat nicer bar restaurant. You know, it's yeah. not like a little shitty hole in the wall. And she's like, I would never eat the shit here. Whatever she says, I don't remember what she said about it, but she called it. <laughs> Where people heard, like the bartender heard. Yeah, she was like, it's all blood sausages and something. I'm <laughs> just like, oh, okay. <laughs> then why did you go there? Anyway, they start reading that prospectus, you know, or she, he's, she knows that he didn't finish it, actually. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they start to, let's get into the prospectus now and we can both comprehend everything, what's going on. You know, she's there for business. She's talking business, right? Yeah. And he calls her a pain in the ass, and she is. Mm-hmm. And she says, I'm a Jewish girl from Texas. I'm your worst nightmare. I'm like, that's a picture painted for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she tells Graham that he's frustrating because every time we have a damn conversation, it's like the first one. I can't make any damn headway. To which he responds, well, show me the damn prospectus. I think that's what it is. Prospectus. I put, I Pros- it wrong. Prospectus, yeah. <laughs> Give me a perspective. Exactly. That's what you need. Yeah. They they all need perspective. Ugh. At the Chase house, Patty answers the door, and it's Rayanne. Patty tells her that Angela is painting set pieces all week for the drama club, and Rayanne doesn't really believe her at first until Patty invites her in. Mm-hmm. And this shocks Rayanne, and she says, in there? Yeah. And Patty says, yeah. And when Rayanne enters, she asks Patty not to tell Angela that she was there. She goes, even though I know you probably will because you're tight and everything because you guys like talk about stuff. She's like, what? Do we? Patty's like, we don't really talk. I have no idea what's going on in her life. Then she tells Patty she'll most likely tell Angela because, you know, 
that horrible thing that ran happened, mm-hmm. you know, the horrible thing she did. And Patty's clueless. She's like, I don't know what you're talking about. So Rayanne starts rambling on about how Angela said she was over Jordan and it was just a thing that just happened and he was just there. And Patty starts to finally piece it together. Yeah. Rayanne says Patty must hate her guts. But Patty says she doesn't, but she understands how Angela may feel. Yeah. So Rayanne says she's never hurt someone this bad before and as hard as it is to believe. She says, quote, I guess you can't really hurt someone this bad unless they really you really matter to them. Mm-hmm. And that's when she rushes off before she asked Patty, please don't tell her I was here. Yeah. It's like, oh, poor I Anne. love these little side moments with the friends and the mom and the parents. Yeah. I mean, poor Ann, but at the same time, you did this to yourself. You did, but you know, it's, it, it still I feel bad for you because you had to, you had to learn from this right now. Mm-hmm. And, it, and the learning part's the hard, the hurtful part. Yeah. So the next day at school, Brian is at his locker when he turns to see Jordan walking toward him. Jordan is walking in a very determined way. Like he's just kind of (laughs) walking towards him. Brian freaks out and pulls the tape out of his bag. Says, you want it? Here it is. Here, take it. And he's just pulling out the reel. Like all the tape is coming out of the cassette. Just basically destroying it. His life is flashing before his eyes. (laughs) He says, it doesn't matter who, who has this tape because it happened anyway. And Jordan's looking at him like, what? What are you talking about? He's, I'm just going to tell you that I was going to skip tutoring today. <laughs> uh, like you just destroyed that tape with all this other footage on it. Yeah. Uh, you got to get the pencil and wind it back up. <laughs> hopefully he didn't break any of it or right? stretch it too much, you know. That would suck. So, yeah, he's trying to, like, scramble to put the tape back in the cassette now. Cutting over to the end of class as Rayanne tries to get Ricky to stop and talk to her. She asks how long he and Angela are going to keep up the silent treatment. He's very short and says, well, I'm talking to you now, aren't I? Mm-hmm. She says, barely. And he asks what reaction that she expected. And she says that Angela hasn't even heard her side of the story before Ricky walks off. What's her side? You can't blame I mean, getting get- drunk. Yeah. It, I get the feeling that she she has if you do something wrong, you know, yeah. and you know, I want to hear my side of the story, but it doesn't matter because it's still the damage is done. Like mm-hmm. it's just because she hears, oh, uh, you were drunk. Okay, then, you know, yeah. but what other what other side is there? Is there more? Yeah. The fact is that you betrayed your friend's trust and that's all she can see. Mm-hmm. So in the bathroom, poor Delia Fisher can't wash her hands. <laughs> She can't wash her hands because there's no fucking soap in the dispenser. No soap, no paper towels, nothing. Nothing. So she decides to leave and it's surprised to find Ricky is walking in as she's exiting. And it's sort of cute how oblivious she is in a way. But like, do you not know anything about Ricky at this yeah. point? It's been yeah. weeks. You should know by now. Mm-hmm. Hangs out in the bathroom with the girls. Yeah. They just do this, hi, hi, bye, bye, and then, you know, she leaves. Ricky finds Angela sulking in next to a stall. She wants to be alone for, like, years. <laughs> <laughs> a millennia. She says she can't believe they would do that, and who do they think they are? She then says, I could kill them both with my hands. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why. 
this line has always been funny to me. The whole with my hands part. She says it like, I could kill them, both of them, with my hands. <laughs> I don't know why that makes me laugh. <laughs> she strangle him. Strangle him to death, you know? The hands of Angela's fate. Did you ever see that? No. MST3K? Nope. Oh, my God. It's one of the worst movies ever made. It's called Manos, The Hands of Fate. Oh, and Mr. Wow. Science Theater did it. And it's oh. one of the funniest ones. <laughs> so funny. Like that's, that's the only way to watch bad movies is <laughs> Mystery Science I love, Theater. I love MST3K. It's great. So Ricky says she can't hide in the bathroom forever. But she says she doesn't want to risk running into Jordan or Rayanne or both of them. And Ricky says, they, well, that's not going to happen because they're actively avoiding each other. Mm-hmm. You know, he's so sweet. And he tries to console her and says, you know, you can't let their stupid actions control you. And you need to lead your own life. And I'm like, good advice. Great. Good friend, right? Yeah. What's with her dumbass not taking this advice? She instantly oh, yeah. goes, she like pops her head up. You're, like, You're right. Two can play at that game. I'm like, what? That's Did not we what just go saying. into Melrose Place mode? <laughs> not, not, not. And I had forgotten what was coming until she she said that. And I was just like, oh, fuck. I forgot about this scene we're about to witness. I swear. The teenage play oh. of trying to get someone back in a completely ir- irrelevant way. Yeah. It never works, kids. It doesn't work. Don't do it. So he asks, what game? She says, oh, come on. They th- they think I'm so um, some innocent little twit who they can treat as bad as they want. Well, they're wrong. Mm-hmm. I swear I'm hearing the Melrose theme. Yeah. You know? <laughs> That's That was their theme, by the way. She thanks him mm-hmm. before leaving the bathroom. But you know what, though? Nowadays, Ricky might be a them. It's possible. It's possible if they if they were to rewrite this somehow, they would probably do that. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. In the hall, a crowd has formed around the bulletin board as people find out who got what part in our town, and you know it starts to teeter out as Rayanne walks up slowly to find that she got the role as Emily, the part that she auditioned for. The crowd's clearing out, and she looks over and she sees Angela walking with Corey at the other end of the hall. She's excited, and the first person she wants to tell is Angela. She calls out her name, Angela. And Angela looks at her and just keeps walking. Mm-hmm. Rayanne is all alone and it's heartbreaking. Yeah. You don't realize how much you have sc- screwed up into, into, God, I can't fucking talk. I'm sick. I'm going to blame it on me being sick. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> but yeah, like you don't realize how much you screwed up until like you hit a moment like this where somebody actively like, you're dead to me. Yeah. You know, and it, man, oh, that sucks. And something good just happened for her, and she's got no one to share it with. Ugh. Yeah, her face drops, and she's walking down the hallway alone. Like, that hallway was crowded, like, two seconds before. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we're excited. Bye. Yep. <laughs> I mean, wow. Back to class. Yep. They do that in this show. Have you ever noticed, like, all of a sudden the bell rings, and everybody's in the hallway. Yeah. <laughs> and then the bell rings, everybody's out of the hallway. Like, what? We got transporters there. (laughs) So after the commercial break, Patty and Camille arrive back at the Chase house as Camille celebrates the end of the clothing drive. Now she wants to go shopping for new clothes that they won't wear so they can donate them next year. (laughs) 
man, I miss getting new clothes. <laughs> you found like the older you get, the less you buy new clothes and you're like, no. you know what I'm talking about? Well, no. I do. I don't buy I, as much. I haven't had new anything in a long time. I do it too often and then I end up donating most of them. <laughs> yeah. I have a lot of t-shirts. That's why I want to make some kind of quilt or something with these t-shirts I have because otherwise I'll have to donate them. And they're good t-shirts. See? You got to get that quilt going. I know. I need to see the other uh, Claire Danes thing, How to Make an American Quilt. She was in that. Oh, that's right. I think it was like the first movie she was in. Yeah, it was either that that or Little Women, right? I don't know the order. Little Women came after that, I think. After? Okay. So Camille brings up that she heard Angela and Rayanne aren't speaking. And Sharon won't tell her what's up. So she wants the dirt from Patty, mm-hmm. who does the most respectful thing that Patty has ever done in the entire <laughs> series by pretending she doesn't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Like, she's always up in everybody's business. And now she realized maybe it's not good to spread this info around. Yeah. Good on you, Patty Jakes. I know. Good on good, you. Good job. Good on you, shorty. Yeah. <laughs> shorty. <laughs> what is up with this shorty? So Patty changes the subject to tell Camille that Graham and Hallie Lowenthal are getting the lease for the restaurant space. And Camille gives Patty a look that says everything. Mm-hmm. Like she just looks at her like, come on. Mm-hmm. And just like that, Camille tells Patty that she doesn't like Hallie Lowenthal. That Hallie says, person. <laughs> I don't like her. <laughs> Patty says, you've only met her for like two minutes. And Camille goes, oh, nope, don't like her. Mm-hmm. I'm like. Are you a good ju- judge of character, Kay? Like, I'm pretty good at assessing somebody, like, pretty fast, whether yeah. or not they're a good or a bad person. I think I'm pretty good at it. Yeah. Or I, I just assume everyone's bad until they prove otherwise. <laughs> no. No, I think I'm I'm, I'm pretty good at judging people. If I have a bad feeling about someone, they usually end up being a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. I agree. Like, a lot of times, though, have you ever, like, talked yourself out of it because you're like i'm gonna give them the benefit of the doubt and then they turn like they end up being like at first you're like okay they're not bad they're not bad yeah. person and then all of a sudden they turn into that person you knew originally like, damn it why did i fool myself yeah makes you it. mad yeah but also i think i i fully believe in women's intuition too and like camille's is just firing off right now she's like Mm-mm. Mm-mm. well you hear it you see you're not involved in the situation so you're going to see it a lot better yeah you know that's with anything you know, and, and pretty much. And I, yeah, there's so many people I've met. I'm like, I don't like the way they're, they talk to me or to other mm-hmm. people, how they say it, the eye contact, the body language. I like, I catch it all, yeah. you know? And I'm like, nope, don't like you. There's something wrong with you. I don't like this. Yeah. I've got a pretty keen sense for fakeness too. Mm-hmm. Someone's got that fake sweetness. You're just like, shut the fuck up. You, you, <laughs> you are pretending too much to be a nice person i you are not get out of here that mess i don't like it yeah no be gone be gone so patty says you know she has a fiance i'm like no she doesn't pat no she doesn't (laughs) (laughs) nope and she starts to defend that they got along and they work well together and camille sarcastically says well that's a very good sign Mm -hmm. and patty's like okay what are you saying this for camille and camille's like let's put it this way Quote, Susan Bertolucci realized her husband was having an affair when he started arguing with his secretary. If you can get that angry with somebody, there's passion involved. Yes and I, no. That's a pretty good assessment. Yeah. There's passion in some form. 
in whether some or not it's form. familial or you know what I mean like you can get in arguments with your parents or your siblings and you know yeah and then but if there's somebody unrelated you have to be very like old friends or something otherwise yeah. you know so yeah as cockamamie as it sounds it holds truth I definitely think there is some truth to it but I wouldn't say every situation like that. But yeah, if it's just like a a new friendship or something and they're arguing like that, like, yeah, maybe something weird's happening. Yeah. Hmm. Patty says that that's not the situation in her opinion. Instead of being mad, she hugs Camille for being a good friend. I'm like, exactly. Thank you. She's just trying to look out for you. And like I said before, I have told people people in the past i didn't think that their love interest was good for them mm-hmm. and it wasn't received well at all and turned out i was right yeah but i never did ever hear you were right or thank you for trying to tell me anyway oh really that sucks no we aren't friends anymore most of these people because they you know turn out to be asshats like that <laughs> so i love the term asshat but yeah that sucks <laughs> people uh, asshat is a fun term and it? it is a great term <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know where it came from. Like I just heard it on a movie or something. I started saying ass hats. Ass hat. <laughs> you ass hat. Oh, I'm just picturing somebody with like a ball cap, but it's like an ass, <laughs> and like the, the rim is coming out from the side of it. So <laughs> there's some merch ideas for you. I know. Oh man, should the butthole be in the back where you would like you would clip the size thing? Yeah, that's the butthole. Sorry. And then, you know, if you got a ponytail, the ponytail comes out the butthole. It comes out the butthole, so it looks like you're shitting hair out of your head. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, please leave us messages about this this idea. You think it would take off? Let's see. Oh, my goodness. And then Dustin became a multimillionaire with his ad- From ass- the ass hat. Com- ass hat company. Ass hat incorporated. Uh. Oh, my gosh. Oh, man. Would you wear an ass hat? Absolutely not. <laughs> you wouldn't wear an ass hat? No. Could you imagine, like, taking that to party? Hold on. Let me put my ass hat hat on. Yeah. <laughs> my ass hat on. My ass hat on. I'm saying ass hat hat. Ass hat hat on. <laughs> well, it actually would be if the, if the name of the company is ass hat. It would be an ass hat hat. Ass hat, ass hat, ass hat. <laughs> <laughs> ass hat, ass hat. Uh. Okay. Okay. Get back to this. At school, Angela is looking at the bulletin board when Jordan calls for attention from like five feet away. Like, hey, Angela. He's like, he's with, almost with arm distance. Yeah. She ignores him and starts to walk away. And he, he stops her. He's like, hey, didn't you hear me? She goes, no. Mm. She doesn't look at him at all. She's, not, mm-hmm. like she's looking away from him. He tries to give her the pen. He's like chewing on the pen. He goes, oh, this is here's your pen back. Yeah. Like, what? You gave it to me in Kotimsky's class that well, t- that, that well, oh my God, what is wrong with me and my speech? <laughs> you can do it, Dustin. You can do it. I'm like, get it out. Get it out, Dustin Holton. <laughs> <sighs> she lent it to him in Kotimsky's class a while back, which, you know, it's still an obvious attempt to like get in conversation with her. Yeah. The chewed like, up pen. <laughs> I know. Don't, he's always chewing on a pen always now. She says she doesn't want it. She doesn't remember giving it to him anyway. And he says, well, if, if it's not yours, then give it back. Because he's already handed it to her. And he's like, I don't want it. I don't remember giving it to you. Well, if it's not yours, give it back. And she finally looks him dead in the eyes and says, no. Yeah. <laughs> like, damn. She mad. She's so She's mad. Pissed. 
<laughs> she really is over him now. She doesn't want any part of him anymore. And there's this like brief stare down and he just like backs away like, ooh, you know, mm-hmm. like she's a raptor about to attack. Yeah. She turns to walk off and she tosses the pen to the garbage. Yeah, I wouldn't want the pen back either. I'd, I'd probably be reacting just like her. Actually. Yeah. Like, don't fucking talk to me. Get out of here. After school, everyone is gathered to paint the set for our town. And with his camera, Brian is telling some girl that he's influenced by Spielberg, but he's leaning more towards Tarantino, only less, less violent. Uh-huh. I'm like, okay, Brian, sure. But I mean, <laughs> at least he's not as shy with girls anymore. True. Very true. I was guess the- those Mac Daddy lessons from Jordan are paying off. Was the cam corner just pointed at her boobs the whole time he was talking? <sighs> I didn't notice. I should go back and look. <laughs> I should look. He just has all this footage of just boobs. Because Brian boobs. would. <laughs> He would totally would. Oh, my God. He then looks over and says, oh, my God. As Ricky turns around, too, just in time to see Angela walk up with full-on makeup because she never has makeup on. And her hair braided in the front with beads. Oh, God. she's basically trying her best to pull off a Rayanne look. Yeah, it's so embarrassing. It's it's just immediately embarrassing. You're just like, no, Angela. What's with this cosplay? Why? (sighs) Yeah. She makes her way over to Corey, and she asks to talk to him for a second. Ricky asks if she's okay, and she acts offended. Yes, God. God. She and Corey go behind a set piece, and the first thing she asks if he has anything to drink. Do you have anything to drink? I'm like, what the fuck, Angela? What? Why would he? Don't be stupid. Hey, can we go talk over here? Do you have anything to drink? Yeah, do you just happen to have some liquor in your pocket? <laughs> Fucking weirdo. <laughs> He's like astonished. You drink? Yeah. And she gets offended asking if he thinks, well, do you think I'm too innocent to drink? And he doesn't. She says she's sick of being like that. And then she pounces on him trying to kiss him. <laughs> and he pulls away immediately. Yeah. He's like, uh-uh, girl. He's like, Angela, stop. She's like, why? Is there something really wrong with me? <laughs> like, well, first of all, you're yelling this. So, yeah. yeah there's something there. Yeah. He's kinder than I would be. He's like, no. And she says, can't we just get some really drunk or something? And I'm like, wow, desperation, screaming. Why do you want to act like the bitch who just did something really horrible? Like, come on. I'm like, what kind of, that's why she says two can play that game. So she's planning this. What is this supposed to do? Uh, yeah who what's the end result for this who is she trying to hurt here i know it doesn't make sense i don't get it i don't know so she's trying to pretend that she's ryan why maybe she's trying to understand why ryan would do something like this maybe yeah i don't know that's the only thing i think of but when she says do can we get get really drunk or something ryan walks up and says what the hell are you talking about you don't drink and angela starts to walk off telling ryan to get away from her and Rayanne ignores it and says, well, you know what? I got the part of Emily, and I wouldn't have gotten it if it hadn't been for you. And Angela won't look her in the eyes and says, I don't care anymore, okay? Just go away. Yeah. And Rayanne says, she's the only one that got hurt. And Angela says, forgive me if I don't feel yeah, – she's not the only one that got hurt. And Angela says, forgive me if I don't feel sorry for you, Rayanne. And Rayanne says, you lost nothing, Angela. You lost a lousy, selfish friend, a guy you never really had. You lost nothing. 
I lost a really good friend. I lost everything. Before she walks off. Yeah. And that's heartbreaking because it is so true. Like, she, she's right. You didn't lose anything. Yeah. She's you right. But, a- but that's not how Angela feels, right? She lost a good friend because Angela considered Rihanna a really good friend. And, I mean, she didn't lose shit with Jordan Catalano, but <laughs> she feels she like she did. she did, you know? It's all about perspective. And, you right. know, it's like... <laughs> Perspectives. <laughs> that sounds like a damn Harry Potter <laughs> spell. <like>, Prospectus. Prospectus. <laughs> Give you some perspective. That'd be a good, yeah. Good, good spell. Yeah. Good spell. Yeah. Wait, my little wand and perspectives. <laughs> oh, man. I could do that all over the world. Oh, so, only. <laughs> I know. So Angela walks back out and over to Ricky, who says he's glad Rayanne got that part because she really wanted it. Angel says, well, whose side are you on? Mm-hmm. And Ricky says, I'm on your side, but, it, you know, because it's impossible possible to be on Rayanne's side, even if I partly understand it. And he explains that Rayanne has always wanted to be Angela, and this was her, maybe this was her screwed up way of making that happen, at least briefly. Yeah. He then says, can I just ask you something? Why are you making this big play for Corey Helfrick when you know how I feel about him? Good yeah. point, Ricky. Good point. And she says, you once told me you were over him. And he says, but guess how I felt when you started going after him? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she says she doesn't have to guess. I'm like, yeah, the shoe's on the other foot now, huh, Angela? Yeah, you're not. You did a- you're- Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. You go ahead. You go ahead. Go. <laughs> I'm just going to say, Rayanne's not the only one being a shithead. <laughs> That's true. Like, get your head out of your ass. Mm-hmm. Out of your ass hat. <laughs> yeah. Get it out of your ass hat, Angela. <laughs> I had to make this now. Ass hats. Oh, there probably is ones, I'm sure. At home, Patty gives Graham a shirt that she got while shopping with Camille and proceeds to tell him about why Angela isn't talking to, talking to Rayanne or taking your phone calls. And Graham says, oh, what? That's really low. And Patty mm-hmm. surprisingly sticks up for Rand's hit, saying, like, well, it's not like Jordan and Angela were officially together. Mm-hmm. And Graham says, that's not the point. What kind of an insensitive, self-centered, <laughs> and stops when he sees yeah, Patty <laughs> raising her hand, like, really slowly. <laughs> I would. Me. I did that. Mm-hmm. Sorry. <laughs> Patty goes on to explain that Camille had a crush on a guy in college, and Patty went out with him a couple of times. And some big mouth girl told Camille about it, and she stopped talking to Patty for a little while, but eventually forgave her. Mm-hmm. Something that Patty has always been grateful for. And I'm like, because Camille is the best, the most understanding friend. I need a Camille. <laughs> yeah. Camille's awesome. She's, she is. She's freaking great. Graham changes the subject, telling Patty that, you know, that makes five guys you slept yeah. with before me. <laughs> because you told me four. <sighs> but it's funny because I really like how he doesn't seem to care about the statistic of how many guys she slept with, you know? Right. He's just playing around with her. Yeah. But I do like that. Like, it wasn't like, oh, oh you had that many, that many guys? Like, more than me? You know, like. Right. I thought that was kind of funny. She says she hopes that he likes the shirt. She wants to get him something to wear for the restaurant. He starts complaining there may not be a restaurant and goes into this big spiel about how Hallie's always late and she can never find a way to park legally. And it's enough to drive the same person crazy. Meanwhile, he's undressing for the shower. And I'm like, pan down. Pan down. 
<laughs> I want to see what Graham's working with. Let's get a little action here. Come on. Come on now. Just a little bit. It's a little bit down. I mean, just <laughs> top of the ass crack. I don't care. I just want to see something. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> he gets into the shower and Patty looks concerned, asking if he and Hallie fight often. And he brushes it off, you know, nah, what, you know, whatever. And thanks her for the shirt. I'm like, ooh. Yeah, Camille's story really got to her. Yep. So she kind of like, oh, she's mad now. And she ends up flushing the toilet. <laughs> and the temperature changes on Graham. I'm guessing it got hot. Yeah. And he's like, ow, ow, ow. So does this happen anymore? Do you, Does this happen to you in your house if you flush the toilet? I don't think so. I know it did growing up. Yeah, like in my my old house, it it didn't like change the temperature. It just like made the water pressure go down. Yeah, sometimes it changed the temperature, not so dramatically though, but it it would also change the pressure. Yeah, that doesn't really happen. I never had the temperature change. Not that I remember. At play rehearsals, Katimsky helps Rayanne get into character. Someone else is absent. A girl named Chi Quan whose parents won't let her rehearse late. So Katsimki <laughs> looks around. And I'm, I don't know. That's a funny name. But um, she, he looks around and asks Angela to step in for Chiquan. And he tells Rayanne to come three feet downstage. And she asks, what do you mean? And he says, if you keep going downstage, you're going to fall down. It's the best way to remember. Which mm-hmm. I have always remembered. that I, That's how I remember upstage mm-hmm. and downstage ever since this episode. Did you ever that, that work yep. for you? Yep. <laughs> you're going to fall down. I mean, it just makes sense. You're going to, you're fall, going to down. fall down. Yep. But you know, like, where upstage and downstage came from, right? No. It came from Romans, um, the Roman theater. Okay. And it was actually. They, like, tilted or something? They were on steps. Oh, okay. So they would have to go up or down oh. on their stage because everybody else was flat on the ground. So that's what makes sense for them. They're kind of like, you know what I mean? Yeah. They, for now, nowadays it would be reversed where everybody would be in the center and people would be on the steps in the yeah. quote bleachers. But yeah. Yeah. Isn't that weird how they did that? I wonder why that they did that way. Yeah. Doesn't so make they sense. Look, but they could look down upon the people. I guess. So strange. He then says an old fashioned Katsimsky scowl Oh, Rayanne, could you stop acting, please? <laughs> We need to do a Katipski TikTok because you do that so well. <laughs> Maybe I'll try to do that. We'll see. <laughs> I love that man. He explains the character of Emily is dead. The life she had is over and that's a big deal. Emily is realizing how precious her life was and how she never appreciated what she had. Sound familiar, Ryan? Hmm? So do you think because... Ricky is living with Katimsky, and Ricky's not good at keeping his mouth shut. Do you think he like fills Katimsky in on like the gossip? And this was kind of Katimsky's way of because the scene is so perfect to what they're yeah. kind of going through. I'm almost like, did he just like Katimsky them in a way? <laughs> it's possible. I mean, you know, Ricky might have gone to him like, how do I handle this situation with my friends or something? Yeah, and he tells him, you know. And then so he decides he's going to step in. They're like, I'm going to make them face some stuff. Mm-hmm. That's possible. Working from you know the sides. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Interesting. I like that. It's just too like perfect. Yeah, it's it just... is. It is perfect. Mm-hmm. 
So Rayanne, like it hits her and she starts to recite the lines and I, I'll tell you what they say. I can't go on. It goes so fast. We don't have time to look at one another. I didn't realize. So all that was going on and we never noticed. Take me back up to the hill to my grave. But first, wait, one last look. Goodbye. Goodbye, world. Goodbye, Grover's Corners. Mama and Papa. Goodbye to clocks ticking. Do any human beings ever realize life while they live it every, every minute? And Absinia's character says, No, saints and poets, maybe they do some. Meanwhile, Angela is feeling the weight of the scene now, and mm-hmm. it's, it's, you know, it's sort of reflecting how Rianne's really feeling, and she's getting really teary-eyed. Mm-hmm. And Rianne says, I'm ready to go back. Angela, reading lines and struggling not to cry, though that twin, that chin quiver is, like, <laughs> totally started. Yeah. <laughs> she's got the, she goes, the mouth collapsing and the chin quiver. She says, were you happy? She Her voice cracks in the middle mm-hmm. of it. And Rayanne's Emily says, no, I should have listened to you, but that's all human beings are, just blind people. And they look at each other and both turn to walk off the stage in silence. <sighs> End of episode. It's a heavy ending to that episode. It's a heavy episode, really. And, yeah. But it's getting things built up for what's mm-hmm. coming. And yeah. You know, I forgot how heartbreaking it was. I really did. I remember yeah. stuff happening, but I forgot how it like, oh my God, you know? Yeah. But I I also love the metaphor with the play. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm glad it didn't come up till the end. Like 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 let's say like for Scream, the series. And now you've listened to that our episodes when they shove these metaphors in with the yeah. class, you know. <laughs> like, okay, why are we reading this this week? Like this whole book? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that never happened. But like they do it from the get-go. So, you know, I, I just appreciated that Pedley kind of was subtle in this, in, in just a scene, you know? Yeah. And it's just, like I said, it's just the perfect, it just sums up kind of everything perfectly. And it's kind of like everything Rayon, Rayon, Rayon wanted to say. Uh-huh, probably, I gave it to you. <laughs> no, no, I can't say words. But didn't know how, you know, so this is kind of her way of, Telling her side of the story, I guess, to Angela. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. I kind of want to watch this play now. <laughs> it's good. It's. I know there's a movie, but you know. It's a tearjerker for sure. I'm sure it is. Well, on that note, I want to thank everybody for listening and, you know, all that good stuff. Be sure to tune in next week as Kay will recap one of the funnest episodes of this entire series (laughs) with our favorite character, Danielle, at the helm as narrator. Yay, Danielle! And I'm looking forward to hearing your perspective on that. Your prospectus. My prospectus. On that. My prospectus. (laughs) And uh, you can find Kay at FMWLpod. Damn, I do all the damn time. (laughs) FMWLpod on all social media platforms. The Rewatch Recap was brought to you by me, Dustin Holden. You can find the show on Instagram at The Rewatch Recap, or you can find me on TikTok at Dustin underscore Holden. Find me there for my weird-ass sense of humor, amongst other silly things related to my other show, Dustin Can Read and Watch. Speaking of which, my email is the same as the other show. You can reach me at DustinCanReadPod at gmail.com. 
maybe one day I'll be able to talk. We'll see. <laughs> but until that day, thanks again for listening. And for me and Kay, have a good one. Bye. Bye.